Hey everybody, this is Todd from the Geek Dig Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. I want it to smell like pumpkin and shit. God, it's really hard to stab ahead. Cornwall. Cornwall! You just gotta load of this. Love me tender, love me sweet, never let me go. Hello everybody, we're going to drop and loads. Like always, I'm Milky Way. And I'm Pouch. And Paco. And this is our, what, fourth annual Halloween, Halloween special. special. Are you sure it's fourth? Third, maybe? I think it... No, We've I been think doing it for a long time. I think it's fourth. I'm just going to stick to that. I yeah. think it's fourth. I, 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 I suck it. at remembering years. Yeah, How many it, years have we been dating We oh. Milk? Fourth annual Halloween special. We started in 2012. Fourth annual, maybe third. Did we do it the first year? No. We didn't? So it's only it's only been three then. Because we started in 2012, and we did it from 2013 till today. So it's it's been this is the third annual Halloween special. I like how the, the weather. I thought changed. we started in 2011. No, we started in 2012. Oh, okay. I like how the weather's changed perfectly for the, for our episode today. Currently, it's like stormy and raining, and I can hear the dribble dribble on the windows. Is it raining? A little bit. I know it was windy and shit. It was a little yeah, rainy. Yeah, windy and cold. It's like a few droplets of rain on the way here. Yeah. How are we talking about the weather? Dang. You know what? I'm going to light a fucking candle. Because, because the weather on Saturday was the best weather we had for the past year and yeah, a half. Yeah, it was pretty good. Fourth or third or whichever annual, but this is our annual... Halloween episode. Yeah. Where we are. Spooky episode. I know, it's too much Paco, right? What? Too much Paco. What do you mean? It's going to be the second week in a row that we got Paco. It's not the first time. No, but it's too much. (laughs) For you, man. It's too much. Whatever. Hey, I I got Paco every day. Yeah, I know. Pot or not, so. That's your problem. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I follow him in the bathroom just to continue a conversation. Does that bother you? What? You know, that that doesn't bother you, does it? Whenever I don't want her there, I just kick her out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which yeah. is often. So it doesn't bother you. Hmm? No. It's yeah. whatever. You've been, you guys have been dating long enough, so this shouldn't bother you anymore. How many years? Fourth annual Halloween It's the third special. annual. I think you guys have been dating for like six years, haven't you? Yeah, okay, something like that. it's going to be seven in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Think No, five years, right? No, seven. Six. It's more six or seven. Milky. You're better at this than me. Fourth annual Halloween special. Every year we do a Halloween special with Paco because we just like being creeped the fuck out, obviously, because we have, uh, every time Paco's on, we have Paco's tacos. We like being creeped the fuck out. Lately, it's been more of like depression. Yeah, I don't know why. You prefer just getting more fucked up stories and creeping us out. Because they're real, bruh. But it doesn't matter. I like being creeped out more than more than sad. I got yeah. I got some some paranormals. Yeah, I got some creepy shit. Like that's that's the thing about the Halloween special is it's pretty much. How about all from scary. now on, I do the legit facts and you do the creepy because you good at you good at that creepy shit. Okay. So how about on Halloween specials you do that creepy shit? Yeah, like that's what Halloween specials are all about. It's just like an all creepy, all scary episode. But yeah. what's 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 not more fucked up and scary than a legit murder out there? Why not listen? Why not hear all the stories that that have happened so you know that they can happen? We're not okay. It's not to, that was not the time to talk about what is good for Halloween for the Halloween special on the fucking Halloween special. I'm just saying that's what creeps <laughs> let's just, me let's out. Let's just get into it. We got a lot of shit planned. So, yeah, so um, first first up, I got one 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 article, uh, Halloween article. So let's just get into this. We got a lot of shit planned. So I got uh, get a load of this spooky edition. Ooh. 
You just got a load of this. Ooh. Get a load of this. Well, I'm in. Yeah, you did the <laughs> outro, and you did it more like an R&B singer rather than a ghost. That's, that's her spooky version. Yeah, like, like, just, me, she just gets real soulful yeah, and shit. Yeah, right? Let me try to seduce you rather than creep you out. Yeah. Well, blackface is a little scary. <laughs> So, I'll tell you that much. Uh, so, my only article for the spooky edition of Get A Load is because it's fucking tough to find, like, news on Halloween time because right now, first of all, it's fucking the election year, so that's the only thing you're going to be reading is about Donald Trump. And the only creepy things you find are about clowns, and we all know about that already. And, like, everything, and, like, there's no real news. Like, for some reason, the first year I did this, I found a fuck ton of news. I didn't really find any creepy news except for one. This one's, and it's yeah. pretty creepy. Um, I think I think the more... We do this, the harder it's gonna get. Not just uh-huh. to, not yeah. just to get yeah. articles, but also to get like anything creepy or scary or spooky. You want to bring up? Uh-huh. It's only gonna get tougher. It depends. Yeah, because we've already brought up a lot of. I stuff. I don't know, but yeah. every year journalists put up more creepy shit. Yeah. And so I found an abundance of stuff. Unfortunately, the- though, in comparison, the cre- a lot of the good stuff has already happened. What so do you it's mean? like how. You don't get really good creepy things that happened or stuff out there every year. You get them like every couple years, if even. Yeah, but this so at least gets harder and harder. I'm sure there's at least one or two things that will happen every no, year. Again, like I, I, I didn't have any trouble because again, journalists put it before Halloween season. They always start putting yeah. out creepy yeah. shit, and I found some pretty creepy shit. So let's get I'm to excited. it. Let's just get started. I'm excited. Uh, first one is digitaljournal.com, um, written by Tim Sandel. Sandel, October fourteenth. Okay, so there was a 52-year-old woman that was hospitalized uh, because she she phoned in uh, to the police on October 12th to complain about how her car was being vandalized. When the police came, they're like, "The car is fine. There's no sign of van, van vandalism at all." Like, so she seemed really distressed. So they took her into the hospital anyway. She was discharged later. However, the two police officers that brought her to the hospital and the staff member who treated her all started experiencing hallucinations, like she did. Huh? Yeah. And um, and then another woman, a 78 year old woman was also beginning to hallucinate as well, and then she was brought to the hospital. So all of these people, including the same fucking woman, uh, the 52-year-old lady, she came back because they were all hallucinating. Um, similarly, like, they're, they're very similar. And then, like, uh, it, it was so bad that, like, they had to, like, lock down that entire emergency ward because they were afraid, like, like it's they were afraid that it was contagious, that people were, like, having hallucinations, and it was because this woman, whatever whatever was happening with her, she was, like, infecting other people. So it was, like, it. the crazies, the, the movie. I've never seen the movie. Huh. They actually started, like, like really researching it because they were afraid something might have been happening. So they started researching. They thought it was some sort of airborne chemical co- yeah. compound. Like, a hazmat team was actually brought in. Like, they were just, they were really scared that something was seriously happening with this. Because, like, it's crazy that the people who were in closest proximity to this woman were also starting to hallucinate. Like, I've never heard of anything contagious that caused you to hallucinate, personally. Unless it's, like, a flu or some shit like that. Like, a yeah. really bad flu that makes you hallucinate. But otherwise, just straight hallucinations. No, I've never heard of that before. No. Is there any, like, description? of why they were hallucinating yeah. or the hallucinations no no um unfortunately not it ju- they just said hallucinations and very similarly to this first woman to the one she said. had yeah. about the vandalizing yeah, and showing like so people there when they're not huh so the hallucinations were people that weren't there 
Maybe, because she thought there was guess, people vandalizing yeah, her car and shit. Again, they don't go into uh, details about what were they, what they were hallucinating about, but they just said they were hallucinating. And in a similar way, I guess they, it looked like they were hallucinating the same way, because I guess they, both, they all looked distressed in some way. Yeah. So, but unfortunately... Maybe they were all, all on Flocka. At the same time? <laughs> Even on. the staff? I I'm fucking it. around, exactly. go on. The hazmat team came in, they, f- they took blood tests of everybody, and they found nothing wrong. So like the sheriff's count, the sheriff's department had to come in and they started looking into it and stuff like that because that's how important, that's how scary it was because you know two of their police officers uh, started exhibiting yeah. the hallucinations as well. They said that they built, they started thinking like their initial investigations led them to believe there was some patch, some patch that 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 like people had on their skin was. Or some sort of medication or something like that was causing it. So, but they started testing everything, the vehicles, the equipment, the uniforms, and they found nothing wrong. Um, so they're, at this point in the investigation, they're, they're kind of stumped. Um, the police officers are fine. Like, they got out of the hospital, they're okay. The older women are still uh, in the hospital and they're still hallucinating. And the person that works in the hospital, um, he's still in the hospital, but like, they said that he's mostly dealing with flu, the flu-like symptoms. So just the women are still just the women are, are still hallucinating. Like the I guess he is the the medical the medical professional is kind of also hallucinating. But again, he's mostly in there because he has flu like symptoms. But the police yeah. officers are okay. But the older older ladies are still police experience. officers. So this were is released. currently happening. Oh, October fourteenth, as of October fourteenth. Yeah, mm. well, there hasn't been an update since. I I mean it's the only one I can find I can find. So I don't. I don't That's think crazy. So, yeah. We should try to keep an eye on this. See if there's any. Update on it. Yeah, make sure that the crazies actually don't happen, you know? Don't want that so, shit to... So... Th- I, 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 little reference is lost on me. I have no idea what the crazies is about. I'll let you watch it. It's oh, it's good. a movie from the 70s that then got remade in, like, 2007. I know that was a remake. Yeah, I was working at Blockbuster. Yeah, it was, a, it was a remake at the time. But, okay. The reference is lost on a lot of people who haven't seen it, but okay. Um, well, people could Google it. That's the end of Get a Load of This. do 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 you just got a load of this. Ah. You just got a load of this. Ah. Okay. So, I do just get all soul, right? I try to yeah. get creepy, but my voice is too high. Yeah. yeah. Same with me. I have a high voice, but you it can't be creepy. You just got a load of this. No, no, no. It's just me singing. I can't do it. So how do you want to do this now? We have, again, every one of us has something. So what do you want to do? So this is this like a huge addition to Paco's Tacos, or are we just going to balls out, come out with all, everything we got? The fact that you said balls out makes me say yes. Because everybody has scary shit, I guess let's just keep Paco's Tacos, Paco's Tacos. Yeah. So I guess we go first and then Paco's yeah, Tacos? Yeah, Paco ends it, yeah. All right, that's cool. Who do, right. go, who do you want to go first? Um, yeah, sure. Okay. I have, um, I pretty much have like three, there are three murder slash crimes that happen to have been on Halloween night. Okay. Yeah, they're not, I didn't think they were necessarily too creepy, but I definitely thought they were interesting. Okay. And yeah, and they're also mysteries too. Like some of these things are still unsolved. Mm-hmm. So hold on, hold on. Didn't we talk about you coming up with your own segment as well? What Did, do you mean? Didn't we say Milky's Quesadillas or some shit yeah. like that? Milky's Quesadillas. There you go, Milky's Quesadillas. The first edition of Milky's Quesadillas. Milky's Quesadillas. <laughs> Milky's... It better be cheesy, man. No, it's not. No cheese on my quesadillas. Is yeah. that possible? That's yeah. not a quesadilla. It's, it's a just quesadilla. it's just like it's just tortillas. It's just tortillas with like chicken or whatever meats you want to put in it. That's not That's yeah, that's just tortilla meat in a tortilla. Meh. It's really good. You should try it once. It's like a burrito. 
Hell yeah. So Milky's burritos. No, 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 no. This burritos. Burritos. Go, go read your thing, man. Burritos got rice. And stuff. I, I love how we like we somehow relate creepy shit with Mexican food. Yes. Just Yo, because I'm craving tacos though. You guys out? Honestly, to me, Mexican food is the devil. Oh. I do not like it, and I don't think it's very good. I and I agree. Is and it I, that you don't like it, or is it that your anus doesn't like it? I don't feel very good after I eat it either. I agree. The most, like, the the Mexican food, quote unquote Mexican food that I eat the most are fish tacos that aren't really Mexican. Okay. Well, again, this is not creepy, so you should get on with it. Creepy taco talk. All right. Milky's quesadilla. <laughs> that, that's a theme song. What? You're doing your ghost milky quesadillas. All right, so the first thing is the disappearance the disappearance of Hyung Jong Song. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Hyung Jong Song. Okay. Because, uh, Hyun, uh, <laughs> how else do you say it? <laughs> Just go, go, go. Hyun Jong Son. Uh, Hyun Jong Son, a.k.a. Cindy, was a 21-year-old South Korean student at- attending the Pennsylvania State University. By the way, isn't this classy? Like, I print my shit out because I don't like looking at a phone. Yeah. I don't want to waste paper. Old school. I don't want to waste paper. Paper is expensive. Just go. Stop, <laughs> killing, stop killing the environment. Go on. Paper beats rock, though. Think about it. All right. Um, this is about to beat his face. Go on. In 2001, she dressed up as a, in a bunny costume and attended a Halloween party at a nightclub in State College. After leaving the club... Cindy spent the next few hours hanging out with her friends before she was dropped off at her apartment at 4 a.m. This was the last time anyone ever saw of her. After Cindy was reported missing, a search was conducted of her apartment. There was no sign of any struggle, but many of her belongings, including the false eyelashes from her costume, were there, indicating that she had gone home after she was dropped off. But what happened to her afterwards? Shortly thereafter, a witness reported seeing a woman resembling Cindy in a China in the Chinatown district of Pens- uh, Philadelphia. Shortly after they thought she disappeared. Yes, after she was um, reported missing. But that's like twenty four hours later, right? Whenever she was reported missing, yeah, it's I, almost, it doesn't it has necessarily to be at least twenty four hours later. So this woman was inside a vehicle with an unidentified male crying out for help. The bizarre oh. the bizarre lead came about in two thousand and three, when Luzerne County when a Luzerne County man named Hugo Marcus. Selinsky, sounds like Russian or something, uh, was arrested after the remains of five, pe- five people were found buried in his backyard. Even though none of these remains belonged to Cindy, an informant, I don't know where police get all these informants yeah, and all these people, like, it really, it's weird to me. It's creepy. An informant told police that Selinsky and an accomplice named Michael Jason Kirkowski Jr. had abducted her. So this informant knows a lot of shit, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, after Cindy was raped and murdered, the two men allegedly buried her body in, in another location. So he knew all of this? Apparently. Jesus. Uh, Kurkowski's remains, his accomplice remains, were found in Selensky's backyard. With He was one of those five people found. So he killed his accomplice. Yes. And, wow. and the informant claimed uh, Kurkowski was murdered for, keep, for keeping Cindy's bunny ears as a souvenir. Sorry, Thus far, funny. there is no evidence found that Tosinski, that connects Tosinski to Cindy's disappearance. But in January 2014, the burned remains of a dozen more people were found buried in his property. It remains to be seen if any of them are, if any of them will be identified as 
Cindy song. It remains to be seen. When ago? Two thousand fourteen was when they found the burned remains of eleven other people. So, so this informant's the one that connects the two, but they actually don't know if the if the remains of these bodies basically. Yes, yeah, so I guess they don't know how legit the informant is. Oh no, 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 but did they find the remains? They found remains, but they don't know if they connect to her yet because yeah. they're burnt remains. All of them? Yeah, because mm-hmm. they found five people. Yeah. Buried in his backyard. Yeah. None of those were Cindy. Okay. But then, then they, later years on, later, found... in 2014, because she... the first ones they found in 2003. Okay. And then now in 2014, I guess they were doing some other investigation in the house. He's in jail, I hope. Yes, okay. he's in prison. That's how they started trying to connect uh, her disappearance to him after he got uh, he went to jail. So they, they, were, they were still investigating. They found more bodies. They found house? 11 no, they found a dozen, so twelve more, Fuck. twelve more victims, but they were all burnt. Yeah. So it's it, it's hard to see who's who, and they're trying it, to figure that out. It's crazy. This guy, this guy has that much detail too. So yeah, but uh, so far there's no real connection between this guy and and the girl, right? No, other okay. than an informant connects the two yeah. by saying that that guy kept the ears, so he was yeah. killed. Well, even okay. if they didn't find her, at least they stopped the dude because he. Seems like he hell yeah, going. he killed minimum like seventeen people. Jesus, so that's crazy. He must have had a lot of connections to get away with all that shit. Jesus, I don't know, man. It's Russians. <laughs> Russians are scary. <laughs> yeah. At least I think he's Russian by the last name. Maybe he's not. Czech Republic. One of them. They're on the same thing. They're all right. The same thing. <laughs> so the next one is. Western Europe. I'm sorry. Huh? Western Europe. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. The murder of Chaim Wise or Weiss. How do you pronounce his last name? Wise? Weiss. Weiss. Just say Chaim's W. So, don't just say Chaim Wise. It's Chaim. Oh, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm not very. That's yeah. a C, though. Yeah, Chaim. That's, that's uh, Hebrew. Oh, but Chaim, I, don't speak he- I don't speak Hebrew. Yeah, no, Chaim Wise. So, Chaim Wise was a 15 year old Orthodox Jewish boy attending the Mesuta. I don't know how to say that. Mesuf. Mesuta? Mesota? I don't know. I don't know. That's that's. So Mesota of Long Beach, a Hashiva or Hashiva High School in New York. <laughs> this one's tripping you. Yeah, up like I know. Crazy. I'm like, what the? F-? Whatever. He, this is a kid, a Jewish kid going to a Jewish school in New York. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's just keep it simple. Uh, the morning after Halloween of 1986, the entire school was horrified when Haim was found murdered in his dorm room floor. Oh. Um. He had been bludgeoned to death after a sharp blow to the skull and was reportedly stabbed in the head. But no mortar weapon could be found anywhere. God, it's really hard to stab a head. Yeah, I know. Um, How do you know this? I'm just saying. You incriminate yourself. <laughs> Go, on. Go on. You know, it's mostly <laughs> bone. Makes sense. Um, since there was no evidence of the struggle, it seemed likely that Haim was killed in his bed while he was sleeping, before his body was then later moved to the floor. By all accounts, Haim was a very well-liked boy, so no one could figure out a possible motive for the crime. There were signs that the killer was familiar with the religious customs of Orthodox Judaism. Even though it had been a chilly night, the window of Haim's room was left open, a custom which is often done, done to let the deceased person's spirit out. After the murder, one of the school's rabbis left a memorial candle to burn in Haim's room. Two days later, a second candle appeared, but no one ever admitted to putting it there. 
there were no signs of forced entry anywhere indicating that the killer may have been familiar with the dormitory. During that night, another student on Heim's floor remembered being momentarily awakened when the door to his room was opened before it was immediately shut again. Oh, wow. Could the killer have been initially entered in the wrong room by mistake? Yeah. After 28 years, the authorities have never been able to find a suspect or any answers about Heim, Heimweis' murder in such a brutal fashion. Hmm. It was a rabbi. Who do you think did it? <laughs> I like I jumped into it. I'm like, hmm. No, because if it was a rabbi, he would have just been like, oh, I put a single candle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's fucked up and creepy. They never caught. I no, mean, in 28 years, nothing. Damn. It had to be someone in the school, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they knew where he lived, yeah, and had access to the dormitory. It had yeah. to be someone that was staying in the dormitory. I right? wonder if it was, like, purposely going after him, or if it was randomly picked. No, it was purposeful, because when they walked into this person's room, and they're like, that's not the right person. And yeah, and they walk out, or maybe. yeah. Or maybe they thought that other room was empty real quick, and they just walked out. I don't know, I don't think Who so. Who knows? I think it was purposeful. Yeah. But I, that one, like, fucked me up. I thought that was... Really? That one was on, on Halloween Day? Yeah, both of these stories that I told Every, happened yeah, on Halloween night. Mm. Yes. I, I, that, that didn't fuck me up. <laughs> well, that one's a... Uh, to me, it's like the whole... Burrito, a quesadilla. What the fuck you do, bro? They're all quesadillas. Yeah, th- this one's a quesadilla. I like this one. Well, we only judge your stuff. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I judge everything you do, Milky, <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. I'm but, not fucking with you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought these were all interesting. They're not really... Creepy, I don't think none of these, but... They're fucked up and real. Alright, the disappearance of Steven, Damon, Damon, the the man. Oh, wow, Damon, I guess? Damon? I think Damon. Yeah. On uh, on Halloween in 1955, Marilyn Damon took her two-year-old son, Steven, and Steven... That's a little kid. Okay. Yeah. uh, Yeah, two-year-old Steven and seven-month-old daughter, Pamela, to a supermarket in East Meadows, New York. While well, she went shopping, Marilyn let Stephen wait outside the store with his sister. First of all, irresponsible. Yeah, it was. Two years old yeah. and seven months old. What's wrong with you? But this is the 50s, though. Yeah, I guess People was, like everything was less dangerous somehow. Yeah. Uh, left outside with his sister, who was uh, left inside the carriage. Mm. Ten minutes later, wow, she didn't even take that long. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn exited the store and was shocked that she had discovered both Stephen and the carriage were gone. Shortly thereafter, the carriage was discovered about a block and a half away. However, even though Pamela had been left behind inside the carriage, Stephen was nowhere to be found. He has not been seen since. Wait, how old was he for? Two. Was two. Back in the 50s. In 1955. So it's been 60 years. Mm, someone, yeah. Maybe someone kidnapped him and has him just as a child. Or, you know, killed him. Or killed him. Yeah. In many cases... Where infants are abducted, it's theorized that the uh, perpetrator wanted a child of their own and <clears throat> decided to raise a missing infant under a new name. Over the years, DNA testing has been utilized in an attempt to determine if Stephen Damon or Damon or Damon, whatever, was ever given a new identity. At one point, investigators noticed that Stephen bore a resemblance to the infamous boy in the box. The fuck is the boy in the box? An unidentified child who was found murdered inside a cardboard box in Philadelphia in 1957. However, DNA testing would eventually confirm that Stephen and the boy in the box were not the same person. In 2009, a Michigan man named John Barnes came forward believing that he might be Stephen. 
but DNA te testing also ruled this out. It's possible that an adult Stephen DeMond might be living another life somewhere under a different identity, unaware that he was once taken from his fa from his real family. However, the whereabouts continue to remain unknown. Wow. Mm -hmm. That one's that's pretty one, good. I like that one. That's one of many cases. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kidnapping. It happens like when I, often. I always heard that as a child, because I guess in Hispanic countries, there's a lot of talk about kidnapping and shit mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I always heard that about how people kidnap kids to raise them as their own, because they least, can't have kids, or, or to sell them to a family they can't have kids. At the very least, I don't. I hope people aren't dying. <laughs> like that's what my only concern. Yeah. I hope these kids aren't dying. It sucks terrible for the for the parents. Obviously, to lose their children. But at the very least, I hope they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if that block and a half was to decide which one they wanted to keep. Oh, that's true. It's hmm. like the younger yeah. one, the older one. The younger one, the older one. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe like which one's cuter? Which yeah. they made a mistake because cute kids grow up to be ugly, and ugly kids grow up to be look real good. <laughs> I don't know what happened with me because I always just look like fucked up. Always Man. busted. Always, always busted. busted. Forever busted. Forever yeah. busted. When I was when I was like a little kid and a baby and shit, I was a cute motherfucker. Wait, and, motherfucker, you're always cute. And now you're I'm an just asshole. He was adorable as a kid and look at him, beautiful face. Okay. All right. So that's the end of uh, uh, first edition of Milky's Quick Quesadillas. Milky's Quick Quesadillas? Is that what yeah. you call it? No, quick Quesadillas? I just stuttered. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. thought you actually said Quick no, Quesadillas. No, <laughs> Yes, this is the first Milky's Quesadillas. They were quite juicy. I like them. Yeah. I just thought they were interesting, and I wanted to do some things that happen on Halloween night. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me get into Pouches Vaginas. Um, I got a few things planned. Let's transition over to some real crimes that were creepy as fuck. Mm -hmm. uh, got a lot of my shit from Cracked. Cracked is a really great place uh, for stuff like this. By the way, they have an amazing podcast. You ever oh, listen really? to the Cracked no, podcast? podcast? It's really good. There's a free plug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one is called The 11 Creepiest Unsolved Crimes No One Can Explain, Part 1. It's written by uh, Robin Warder, Janelle Camel, and Tara Marie. Uh, only going to use two. Um, two that I found the creepiest and it's only um, the first five or so of the list so because you know part two came out today um, on December 12th 2014 a little boy got off the school bus uh, on a rural road in Economy Pennsylvania it's a weird name for a city and stumbled upon something kind of unusual a severed head lying in a field the head belonged to an old woman investigators were able to determine he she was either in that state or in the surrounding states that's where she originally lived mm -hmm. I don't know how the fuck they found that out but um, but they could not find who it was uh, and the rest of her body. Mm. So they couldn't determine who she was. No, not at all. Uh, they they figured out that she was a murder victim, but Obviously. they <laughs> yeah. But they're just like, how in the fuck um, can she be a can she be a murder victim? And they don't know. They can't figure out her identity. You know, like it's really weird. Um, and then maybe she was an illegal immigrant. Possible, yeah. Then they, then, then he, the, one of the creepy parts, one of the creepy parts, it was already professionally embalmed. So, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then... Was this done in Hialeah? Because <laughs> it's the only way you could get away with it. Oh, sorry. Hialeah is a... Uh, a city in Miami. Yeah. Uh, it was already... A suburb, I guess. It was already professionally embalmed. So it must have belonged to an already dead body that was also embalmed with the rest of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they checked every mortuary, every hospital, every graveyard in the area, and they could not find a body with a missing head. So, well, I mean, 
any skill can be taught, right? Are you sure that's that what this... they're thinking? They're thinking some crazy motherfucker who knows how to how to embalm bodies did it in their own house somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know that's one thing, and then this, that's the the second creepy part is that the eyes had been removed. Poor child. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it was it, when it, it turns out that not only were the eyes removed, but they were replaced with fake eyes in the process, uh, in the embalming process. Oh, okay. So he, they legit know how to embalm shit. They legit know how to embalm shit. Um, it, well, they were rubber, and they were the type that bounce, like the type you find in vending machines. Like rubber balls? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and. To this day, they have no fucking idea where, where when did this happen? This came up, 2014. Wow, it wasn't wow. even that long. It wasn't ago. long ago. They have no idea where the fuck they, they, which they were this Illinois, Ohio, man. Oh. That's why I hate Ohio. <laughs> Ohio, <laughs> Ohio, yeah. man. Two years later, almost, almost two years later, they have no. That's why I'm never going to Damn, fucking Ohio. This, I I call this one fajitas, bro. Yeah. No, seriously, I like this one. This one's sick. I'm just gonna. Yeah. Yeah. They have no fucking idea. I went to Ohio once, and I never want to go back. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you drove. Yeah, I forgot. You went drove. to Virginia. That one freaked me out. Virginia part of Ohio. I want to go to Virginia. The Virginia part of Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, sure. Uh, the second one um, that I got from this list is a really old one. It came, this happened in December in 1956. Uh, two teenage sisters, 15-year-old uh, Barbara Grimes and 13-year-old Patricia Grimes, went to see an Elvis movie, Love Me Tender, but they never went, they never made it home. Um, three weeks later, they found their bodies in the middle of nowhere. So they were murdered, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, that's really where the most concrete information ends because a lot of other shit just started popping about nowhere surrounding these girls. A construction worker found their corpses frozen and completely naked, lying in a position that suggested they were thrown from a moving car. Barbara's chest was riddled with shallow stab wounds, none, seri- none, none serious enough to cause death. It actually wasn't all, it wasn't at, at all clear what had killed them. We still don't know. What do you mean you don't know what killed them? 60 years later, they don't know the cause of death. What the fuck? Yeah. The case went cold in 2009 and then um and then some random cop decided to open it up and take a look and apparently they were seen in other places after their presumed time of death. The girls? The girls, yeah. So their ghosts were apparently wandering um, friends reported seeing the, the girls at the theater on the on the night they died. Multiple witnesses confirmed they boarded the bus heading back home, only to get off halfway through the trip. Two boys saw them a few minutes later laughing and giggling with each other just two blocks from their house. A security guard claimed they asked him for um, for Whoa, directions. Oh, that's just a lot of witnesses. There's a lot of witnesses. On the morning of December 29th, one of their classmates spotted them from a restaurant window that evening walking with two unknown girls. Two separate employees reported that they checked into a nearby Claremont Hotel on December 30th. All of this represents an impressive effort and blah, blah. But the problem is that the, the, the autopsy report places their time of death on December 28th, just a few hours after they left the house. Five hours after they left the house. You think is it could just be a wrong autopsy report? I don't know. Maybe it's faulty? It's... Maybe the person doing the report was the one who killed them, so he's trying to Cover it, it up? Yeah. I think. I don't know. And then, <laughs> then there's even more to the story. Oh, that's <laughs> On January 14th, a week before the bodies were discovered, because their bodies were discovered three weeks after they, they, they died, a phone in, the phone in the house of Patricia's classmate, Sandra, rang around midnight. Uh, Sandra's mother answered, but the, uh, but the caller hung up. 
And then they called a few minutes later, and they, it sounded like a small, frightened voice, and they asked for Sarah, Sandra. The caller hung up before Sandra could get on the line. Um, Sandra's mother swears that the voice on the airline was, was that of Patricia Grimes, even though medical science would later say that she had been dead two weeks beforehand. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so like, on January 14th, so let's figure out the timeline here. They were supposed to have been dead on December 28th, but they got a call on January, 4, January 14th. And the mother claims that it was actually um, one of the girls. Yeah, and they also had been seen up to the 30th. Up until the 30th, yeah. On the 15th... Um, the, yeah, I know. This is when they. This is before the bodies were found and people are, thought they just ran away. Um, a man stepped up and, uh, and Clay and, like, just... An informant, I suppose. Yeah. He said those, that... Those, he, there's he, a lot of those around. No, but he said he had a revelation oh. uh, in a dream that the girls were dead and could be found in Santa Fe Park. That guy did it. If they found it in Santa Fe Park, that guy did no, it. No, no, they found them They found them less than a mile from Santa, Santa Fe Park. He did it. You, you know, that informant was Elvis Presley himself. Oh, what really? the fuck? <laughs> the hell kind of story? Yo, I don't know if this is a vagina, a burrito, but... No, I'm it, joking. It's, Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> but I was about to say this ain't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Elvis. It wasn't I was like, what? What it the fuck? Kind of, that's why I was freaking out. I was like, yeah, what no, kind no, of no, fucking no, no, story no. is this shit? No, no, no. I thought it was a movie plot. No, it was yeah. a really good fucking joke that they inserted in oh, here. So okay. I'm like, I'm gonna keep that in. Oh, no, but that's that's as far as we know, we have no idea. The autopsy claims they have died five hours five hours after they left the house, but. Obviously, people saw them afterwards. They People said they got phone calls from them afterwards. And then to this day, they still have no fucking idea how they died. Well, to me, it's like the phone call, it could easily be something else. Could have been. Because she just maybe thought she saw. Maybe that's what she wanted to hear and that's what she heard. Yeah. But people seeing her, multiple different people that don't know each other, seeing them yeah. up to the 30th of December yeah. means that they were probably more, most likely murdered away after. Murdered the at least said. after the 30th. Yeah. But yeah, I mean they can mess up the autopsy. Has maybe, anyone... maybe maybe they uh maybe something happened to the bodies that made them decompose faster and they just Maybe but did has the any math wrong. has anyone followed up on those two girls that they were claimed to be seen with? I don't know. Apparently those girls were unknown. Nobody knew who those girls were. Yeah, yeah. but they ever followed up on trying to find who those girls were? Didn't say. Cuz you, you did mention they were with yeah, two, two unknown, unknown girls. girls. Yeah. I'm assuming they never I'm assuming they ran away, they were hitchhiking, someone's just like... And they found two other girls that they thought were cool, and I guess those two girls murdered them. Could be. Yeah. Or, Could... or lured them into with the, lured them with to some other guy who killed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was saying. But yeah, that that's that's it. Nobody knows anything else. So Interesting. Yeah, yeah that is very interesting. Alright, so mm-hmm. my next one Vagitis. is moving into the realm of the supernatural. Finally! So this is not real. Okay. None of this is well, supposedly not Stop real. Stop saying that! This is, um, so I hate BuzzFeed. It's like the worst type of fucking website ever Mm -hmm. because it's so hypocritical Mm -hmm. and it's just fluff. It's nothing important. But this is a pretty interesting article. Uh, it's, it's basically, um, when Buzz, when they ask their readers to submit real ghost stories that they've experienced. And I picked some of the scariest ones. Um, this supposedly these, these actually happen to people Mm -hmm. who read BuzzFeed. Uh, the first one says, it's a girl. I woke up one night having to pee and I brought my phone to the bathroom. While walking down the hall and texting, I bumped into a girl in a white dress. I didn't look up and said sorry and kept going. It occurred to me moments later that I was home alone and not in a bustling high school. 
The next day, when my boyfriend came to pick me up for the movies, he asked why I'd been staring at him through the window, through the upstairs window, and why I'd changed out of my white dress. She didn't even own a white dress. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Why is every ghost gonna be in a white dress? I don't know. Uh, second one. <laughs> I was home alone watching TV when I saw something moving in the master bedroom. I strained my eyes to see a man walking out of the closet to the other side of the room. He stopped, looked at me, put his finger to his lips, and then turned around. There was blood on his face and the back of his head was missing. He vanished back into the closet. We moved when we found out the mysterious small hole in the ceiling of our bedroom is from a previous tenant who shot himself in that exact same spot. This is the third one. When I was a kid... My family moved into an apartment where a murder had been committed prior to us living there. Every night, my big sister would make me shut our bedroom window, and when I looked outside, I'd see three faces staring back at me. They had no hair, noses, or mouths. They just, they'd just stare, but never did anything. Well, a few months back, my family was talking about that apartment. I mentioned the faces. My sister turned to me in shock. She said, she said that she saw them, too, and that's why she always asked me to close the window. I said, like... Yeah. Something similar happened but to us, but it wasn't, like, something everyone saw. It was something that showed up in a photograph at a oh certain apartment. Oh, my God. Apartment this shit is in. creepy. And well, sadly, I could not find this photograph. Go ahead. It was a party. Okay. It was a picture of, of my my younger brother's party, Max. Okay. And just a snap of Max, my cousin Alejandro, and someone else on a couch. And right behind them on the couch is the window. And in the core, bottom corner of the window, you clearly see a face staring into the window. Staring in. I can vouch for this, and it's creepy as fuck. You and it's not only one photo, She's it's seen two it. photos. One is clearer than the other, and it's two photos, and I've been wanting to scan that fucking photo. I don't know where it is anymore. When's the last time you saw it? Uh, Three years, four years ago. So when, after, before you guys moved... Yeah. Yeah. And since you guys moved, you have been able to find it's it? It's probably it's probably somewhere in my parents' house, but I don't know where. Because okay. I tried looking for it, but my mom says she doesn't know where it is. Okay. At the new place. So do, well, you think there was, do you think it was something supernatural, or there was actually some creepy motherfucker staring through the window? It definitely had to be supernatural. It doesn't look like anyone was actually, like... All you see is a face. Yeah, it'll be too. It'll be if someone was standing out there, it'll be too dark to actually see him. Oh wow! Yeah, that's so, creepy. How, how, how? Which house was this? It was. Was it a long time ago? I'll say roughly 2004. Oh, that was a long time ago. Okay. So yeah, we were living in some apartments. We didn't live there very long. We only lived there like. And you never experienced anything. Few months. Um. But you, you not other to, than that, just you try to like explain it away quickly. So even if something did happen, yeah, I yeah. I always I still claim to this day that is the reflection of the TV. Oh, okay. But everyone tells me that the TV is not even aiming that way. But I think it's the TV. Huh? No, okay. it wasn't. Because then it would have shown in the other pictures. It would have shown a different image. Yeah. But a perfectly positioned head. What yeah. was the expression? In two pictures. It was just kind of like a dead face expression, just looking in. What do you mean a dead face expression? Like no emotion, oh, no okay. nothing. Well, just man or woman. Woman. Womanish. Old face. No. Middle age. Yeah. Wow. Thirties maybe. I would say like mid thirties. Crap! The fact that you have this much detail, uh, like that you can. I'm telling to you, me? I've looked at this picture several times. I've talked about it several times. And that means that, that and there's that much detail about this. This. this yes, it's very detailed face. Wow. You could actually tell, like, it's a face. And it's it look. it actually looks like somebody was there. We've never told you about this? I think you have, but, like, yeah. not in this much detail. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me move on. Um, it, it was... 
It's creepy. I remember my brother was acting really weird that day. <laughs> I remember that. How weird? Well, Max was... Max... Was always weird. Max tend to always be weird, but that day he was like... Think of like a pro- problem child movie, and that's how he was acting. Like oh, destructive wow. and shit. That's, well, well that, that's Max, though, when he was a child. Yeah. It was, but it's it was like... It, it was more than usual that day. Mm. Okay. The fourth one... Uh, a few years ago, I was visiting my brother and his family, who lived in a very old Victorian house. I was snuggling with my niece on a futon in the playroom, when suddenly, in the middle of the night, the TV turned on full blast with a static screen. My, th- my three-year-old niece jumped out of bed and ran to the TV, and shutting, shutting it off. When I asked her how she knew the TV would turn on, she shrugged, saying, They turn it on every night at this time, and fell right back to sleep. Alrighty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably just a faulty TV. <laughs> Uh, the All fifth right. one, my mom and I were working one day in the store. Oh, this one really fucked me up. My mom and I were working one day in the store we owned when her cell phone rang. The, the caller ID said home with our number below it. She looked at me calmly and asked, who's at home? My dad was at work. My sister was at college. My grandma, who used to live with us, had passed away about six months ago. Grandma. But then I remembered we didn't have a home phone because after my grandma passed, my, my mom shut off the landline since we all had cell phones. When we called back, it had been disconnected. The fuck? Yeah, that one fucked with me. The fuck? Yeah. The sixth one. I used to share a paper route with my brothers, and we delivered to an old lady, um, not an old lady, a lady. We delivered to a lady named Margie. Since she was old and lived alone, one of us would take the paper inside and check on her. One day I went in, and she was asleep on the bed. So I put the paper on the table and left. The next day she was asleep again. I hadn't opened the paper from the day before, so you think she's dead, right? Mm-hmm. The following day, I went in and Margie was awake. She said she was very happy and gave me a hug. But the next morning, there were cars outside her house. Apparently, Margie had died in her bed three or four days before. Damn. I had spoken to and hugged her about 24 hours earlier when she was already dead. Tricky old lady. Yeah. <laughs> and I have one last one. I was going to cut the entirely, but this one is just... This one's... This one makes this one I like this one. Bring the heat. Go, go, um, do it. I like these stories. No, it's, no, it's not. A, it's not a paranormal story. It's a completely different story altogether. All right, bring it. It's from um, another cracked article called "The Five Creepiest Stories in the History of War." Mm, uh, I love again, war None of them weren't that to me. None of them weren't that interesting, but I just really got into uh, this one story about this woman who was a Nazi, and she got off so horribly. On torturing people. Because, you know, there aren't that many girls that get turned on by shit like this. So, What's your name? Um, her name is... Uh, what the fuck? Elsa? Uh, Irma Grease. They called Irma. her the Hyena of Auschwitz. I think I've heard of her, really? actually. Irma? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she got sexually aroused by torture. She used to whip a lot. So she used to get off on like, whipping or slashing female uh, t- females' tits, female prisoners' tits. And when the cuts became infected and required surgery, without anesthesia, she would watch in the surgery room as they would amputate or whatever the case may be, enjoying orgasms to the point where those saliva running down the corner of her mouth. Wow. And she was eventually tried and hanged at age 22. Wow, wow she was young, she as, was fuck. young as fuck, yeah. bro. Yep. Wow. That's it. And that's Damn. the end of uh, my vaginas. Them vaginas were saucy, though. Are vaginas, are they is it supposed to be saucy? I have no fucking idea. I've never ate a vagina in my life. What the fuck is you a vagina? You never ate a vagina? <laughs> a vagina. Oh, What's sorry. a vagina? It's a, it's a fajita. Oh, yeah, they can be saucy. They can be saucy. 
You really didn't, I like, didn't know what a vagina was. I, I couldn't remember what it was, and him saying it in Spanish kind of sparked my memory. Oh, God. Yeah, it's... it's well, I like the word vagina a lot yeah. better than fajita. Fajita is like... Fajita is like something you put around your waist. Oh, fajita. Oh, sí, 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 tiene razón. All right, all right, okay, all right. Okay. Oh, it's my turn. It's your turn. Okay, uh, you got to do the fucking song, bro. Oh, we got it, we got it. That's true. We're going into Paco's Tacos. It's time. No. Paco's Tacos. Paco's Tacos. No. Nah, yeah. Again, Paco's Tacos. Paco's Tacos. Fuck yeah. There you go. All right. He brought it. Kind of a little bit, maybe. All right. I'm... I think I'm getting too critical when it comes to, like, paranormal stories, and I've done too many. So these are mainly true stories and then a couple little stories here and there. What does that mean? Those stories. He is in this. He is in this. In those stories. <laughs> she turns into a fucking. <laughs> she turns into like a, a two year old from Boston. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm, I'm going to read you my, uh, my stories. Oh my God. These are, <laughs> these are some, uh, some events that also happen in Halloween. And I'm going to just read you a couple of them. Okay. Lisa Ann French. Gerald Turner wasn't feeling well on Halloween night in 1973. He and his live-in girlfriend Arlene had made plans to go to Arlene's mother's that night for dinner. When Arlene got home from work, though, Turner stopped her at the front door and urged her to go ahead without him. It was about 7 p.m. Arlene shrugged and drove away. When Arlene got home at 11 p.m., Turner was sit up. She noticed that the blanket from their bed was crumpled up on the floor of the laundry room, but Arlene shrugged it off and went to bed. She didn't find out until later that the little girl from down the street had been killed in the same bed just hours earlier. Uh, earlier. Lisa Ann French left her house just before 6 p.m. About an hour later, she made her way to Gerald Turner's house. The door was open. What happened next is an unclear, but Turner got Lisa upstairs to the, his bedroom where he forced himself on her then strangled her to death. Then I see the daylight in your eyes turn to fear as I shut the door behind you. Gurner Turner later wrote in a letter in a letter he penned in prison to Lisa. The girl's body was found in a field of the outskirts of town three days after Halloween. The implications of the timelines are staggering. Had Turner already committed his heinous act while Arlene had got home from work, or was he still waiting for Lisa to come by? Had Arlene sat downstairs holding hands with the with the killer while his victim grew cold upstairs or had Turner already put the body in the trash bag and dumped it that's the so way that was her husband yeah her husband had committed the murder so, so he he showed up and she, he was sitting at no, the no 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 he was home she came home from work yeah they were supposed to go to her mother's but he said he didn't feel well well quote unquote so she went home to her mother to visit her mother and then at 11 p.m. she noticed a blanket from their room on the laundry laundry room floor at the house yeah and then she and later they found out that he had committed the murder and that that was that that he had killed that girl in their bedroom and that's why he the blanket was in the in the laundry room and then he killed lisa ann or no no i got a little confused yeah i got a little confused confused yeah i got a little confused it sounded like he killed two people yeah to me it sounded like he to me, it it sounded like he she showed up back at the house and he was sitting there doing something, and then the blanket was in the wash or some crap like that, 
and then she left somewhere and came back, and then she got murdered that's as well. That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. Is that not true? I don't know what I read. <laughs> Cause it, to me, it seemed like Lisa Ann got murdered, and then, it, but it's like, did she murder Lisa Ann before or after she, he murdered that other oh, girl, right? That's what it sounded like. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was a little confused. Lisa Ann is the girl. Which girl? The little girl. Okay, then... Then who's the story following? Arlene Penn. So Arlene's not dead. No. Okay. Is that why both of you guys thought? Yes. Yeah, because we thought Lisa Ann was a lady. No, no. Lisa Ann is the little girl. So... Who did the little girl belong to? <laughs> what <is> she... <laughs> I don't know. Not who her parents are? <laughs> who she belonged to? Who the owner? I don't know. But Arlene is what the What breed wife. is she? Arlene... Is the one that came home from work, and Arlene was the one that came home after visiting her mother at 11 p.m. So, th- did, uh. so when she came home from work, did she see already see the crumpled up like blanket in the yeah. laundry room? Yeah. yeah. So he killed the little girl before she came home from work. That's unclear. Has to be, because why else would it be in the laundry room? Yeah, and then, but what? She uh, might have not noticed it how before. Did, how did oh. they find out that he killed the little girl? I don't know. And was it Arlene, like... This is on a... that They didn't give me that detail. This is on 10 sinister Halloween horror stories that really happened, and it's on list first. So why did he do it? He just he just wanted to kill somebody? He just wanted to kill someone. Right. <sighs> Let's see what else That's we got. That's just one story. They always kill little kids, man. Because it's easy, apparently. Yeah, little no. kids and old lady. Yeah. But not the old ladies in England. They'll fuck you up. No, they'll just chill. To you. <laughs> they'll, they'll just chill there, not dying till you decide to go away. <laughs> there you go. The next one is Shirley Lynette Ledford. On October 31st, 1979, 16-year-old Shirley Ledford was walking home from a party in the suburbs of Los Angeles when two kind men in a van offered to give her a ride. Kind. This sounds the such next... thing as kind men in a van. No. That's the, the bank bus. The... <laughs> The next next morning, a jogger discovered her mutilated body in an ivy bed on front of, on the front lawn of a residential home. It appeared to be shocking, random acts of violence. But less than a month later, a tip from a former inmate put put police on the trails of Roy Morris and Lawrence Bittaker, an ele- electrician and a mechanic who lived and worked in Los Angeles. It wasn't long before investiga- investigators discovered hundreds of photos of young girls, bloodstains, word work tools and chilling record tapes of women screaming and begging for mercy. Oh, that's police, terrifying. The police had captured toolbox killers. And this is where I pause. There's a movie called, called The Toolbox Tool Murders. Murders. It's a really good movie. You guys should check it out. It's, ba- and it's based on this? That's what I'm thinking. Hold on. Is there, is there like a remake? Because I saw one that was fucking horrible. Mm, I don't think there's a remake of The Toolbox Murders. Okay, then I guess I hate... Oh, there's sequels. There's sequels. No, I saw Two Box Murders. It was fucking the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh. We have different tastes. Go okay. fuck yourself. A series... <laughs> the police had captured the Toolbox Killers, a serious killing team that had abducted, tortured, and killed at least five teenage girls over the past few months. But the true barbarity of these two men torture team didn't come out until Roy Morris made a full confession of their murders. There is a remake. Particularly gruesome was his this description of what had happened after they got Shirley in their van in that tragic Halloween evening. Bittaker was driving when they picked her up and Morris offered her some weed which she'd refused Morris and got behind the wheel while Bittaker slid into the back with Shirley. For the next two hours all Morris heard was screaming constant screams from the back. While Morris calmly p- uh, piloted them through the bustling streets of L.A., Bittaker beat her with his fist, broke her elbow with a sledgehammer, and sodomized her with a pair of pliers. 
All of it was recorded. Oh, God. All of it was recorded on tape. Like VHS or like cassette? All of it was recorded on a tape recorder. Oh, so just audio. Yeah. Finally, Morris pulled over and strangled Shirley with a coat hanger that he kinched shut with pliers. And the two dumped her body in a random front lawn. Apparently, Bittaker wanted to see the reaction of the newspapers when the body was discovered. Bittaker received the death sentence, and Norris received 45 years to life. Wow. Wow, that's, like, really fucking gruesome. How old was she? 15. Well, that's just 14. 16. 16, they, they They raped her, too? Or no, they just they just really fucking tortured her? I think they raped her, yeah. That was the whole okay. point. They sodomized her with a fucking wrench or whatever. But they, they didn't actually fuck her. They just sodomized yeah, her. Yeah, well, that, That's torture. I consider that more torture yeah. than, than rape. I consider yeah. rape torture. But okay. Um. By the I, way, what's the when did the remake come out? 2004. Oh, yeah. You, maybe you saw the remake. I don't know which one's which. Did it look old? Honestly, I haven't seen any of them, so it I don't know. It looked old, but it was 2000. I know it was 2004 because I remember it. Mm. Did you watch the 1978 version? Cause yeah, 1978. Yeah, I never saw the remake. Because the remake's fucking horrible. I hated it. I heard the remake was horrible from Russ. I wasn't sure if it was this movie or another movie. Mm. So, so I was like, I don't think there's a remake, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's but a, if it's I'm not mistaken, our friend Russell is about to. But yeah, but, 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 but besides the point. My next one is, Rebe- is Rebecca Gay. Whoa. <laughs> It wasn't going to go fine. It wasn't going to go by. <laughs> no one's going to acknowledge it, but he had to speak up. Hey, he you know, just a, Whoa. if SBJ was here, it would have been him and I speaking yeah. up about it. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. diarrhea. <laughs> okay. When he wasn't delivering sermons to the small congregation of his Michigan church, Don White de- uh, dreamed of necrophilia. You know, I've Holy crap. dreamed of it. <laughs> I want to fuck dead people. I just thought of a show like I Dream a Genie, but just uh, a dream of necrophilia. <laughs> With like one of those like old school openings. On a bitterly cold Halloween night in 2012, White took a mallet and a zip tie and went to the home of Rebecca Gay, his, fi- uh, his fiance's 24-year-old daughter. Rebecca lived alone with her three-year-old son, and she happily led him inside. White often babysat her little boy, so it wasn't uncommon for him to stop by. But she wasn't expecting what came next. White bludgeoned her repeatedly with the mallet before wrapping the zip tie around her neck and tightening it. Then White stripped her down and carried her body into the woods behind the trailer. When he returned to the house, Rebecca's son was still there, waiting. Rebecca's body grew cold out in the back. White calmly dressed her son in his Halloween costume and drove him over to his father's house. The body wasn't found for another 20 hours, and while police searched, White asked his congregation to pray for the woman. White was convicted and later committed suicide in prison, but the real horror of the story, perhaps, is that he'd ever been free at all. In 1981, John White was 22 when he tried to kill his neighbor, 17-year-old Theresa Earthen. White invited her into his basement, and while she was looking at a racetrack he'd built, White stabbed her in the back, then he kissed her, smiled, and kept stabbing her. Teresa survived the attack with 15 stab wounds. I don't know how to fuck. Yeah. And White spent two years in prison. In 1990- That's it? Meet him, meet him, meet him. In 1994, White struck again, this time killing the woman he was having an affair with at and leaving her naked body in the woods. But without evidence that he'd intended to kill her, prosecutors could only convict White on manslaughter charges. By 2007, he was again a free man, free oh to live his God. life, free to become a minister, and free to kill one Manslaughter more. charges, and you only... Well, that's 13 years, though. That's, that's really it? Time. That's all it is for manslaughter charges? Better than two years. Manslaughter is accidental, so yeah, you know, you're not in prison for that long. But still. He's probably white. Okay. His last name is white. I figured he was black. 
Because normally when their last name is white, they're black. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if you're getting off after two years and, tr- and attempted murder. Yeah, that's probably why. But, but um, that, that's the thing, man. This guy was like a preacher or pastor yeah. or some shit like that. Uh-huh. But I'm trying to figure like, like, he just got off on it? Yeah. Okay, because like, like, I'm like, why would you kill your fiance's daughter? But then again, he tried to kill his girl he was fucking. I so. think I think he's probably kills people that he has some sort of attraction to. Okay, but his yeah. fiance's daughter went on his fiance. Maybe he, he had because she's young, he, he's older now and she yeah. was 23. Yeah. So it's like maybe that's why he's going after. And when he had killed before that, he was younger, so his girlfriend at the time was probably that age as well. Mm. So. And then before, when he was 18, she was the neighbor was like, what, 17? 17. Yeah. So it's something with young chicks. No, he was 22 when he killed the 18-year-olds. 22? Yeah, it was 22, right? I don't know. You have the thing right there, but yeah. I have to to scroll down. Hold up. Yeah, 22. Yeah, but still, like, you know. That's a serial killer. Yeah. He's not your serial killer today, though? No, okay. but the, the, I found it to use him as a the one of the Halloween things. I mean, I could use him as a serial killer, but meh. Okay. I'm this, just seeing a normal serial killer as a serial killer. The craziest thing about it is that he was a preacher, and you know how religious people are—they blindly will follow and think that ne- nothing nothing will ever go wrong with nothing like a preacher wrong, yeah. with someone like that. Mm. And that's why I can't trust that shit, man. Can't trust religion. You can't trust, can't trust anything. Action. You can't trust Russians. You can't trust Japanese people. Like, you can't trust the Czech Republic. You can't. You can't. No, you can't trust religious people. You can't trust anybody. No, you can't. All right. So, what you got next, Paco? My next one is paranormal stories. In 1995, a man named Terry Cottle. Oh, this is from thehorrormovieblog.com. Are these real stories or are these just tales or these are real paranormal stories? Ooh. As told by some other one some other person who experienced it. Well yeah. they got real names and shit. In nineteen ninety five, a man named Terry Cottle killed himself by firing a point twenty two round into his brain. As an organ donor, he gave his heart to a fifty seven year old man named Sony Graham. But when Sony met Terry's widow, something strange happened. Sonny met with Terry's widow to thank her for the heart and instantly fell in love with her. They were married in 2004. After four years, their relationship followed similar patterns as Terry's, to the point where Sonny also eventually shot himself in the head. I actually, I think I've heard we've, this story. We've talked about this. Yeah, I've heard the story before. Oh, shit, really? I think we've talked about this in the pod. <laughs> I think we have. On, like, one of my episodes? I think we have. I think it's it might... awfully mi- familiar. It might have even been a Halloween special. All right, well... It's a recap, guys. <laughs> All right. I used well, to smoke weed, okay? Then let's move it. Don't move on, then. <laughs> I used to smoke weed. It's still creepy. <laughs> it no. Is. Yeah, yeah. We definitely, definitely have talked about it this. It sounds awfully yeah, we've, familiar. We've, I'm like... I, I, was I, I in this episode? That. Was I asleep? Uh, I don't know. Were I don't remember it? if it was on an episode, but I just know this story. So. Okay. No, maybe I, you, maybe I know. you guys both listen to another episode. No, no. no. He sure was on an episode. We've talked about this on Me. this episode. I don't know if it was you or you, but one of you two guys brought it. Unless I brought it up, one of those rare occasions. I don't remember. Maybe whatever. I Recap, guys. Story. Creepy story. Part but it, it 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 it's <laughs> it goes to show that women fucking drive you insane. <laughs> the same woman to a different guy. Yeah. With the same heart. Yeah, he just couldn't take it. All right, move on. Weak heart. Weak heart as nigga. 
1979, and a man named Alan Showery killed fellow hospital worker Teresa Bassa by stabbing her and setting her body on fire. There was little evidence. Wow. There was little evidence linking Showery. Did you stab her with a wick? And it just like lit it up, or like how do you, how do you light it? Pero de parir, yeah, está hablando. To, to fucking suffer. Yeah, stab and then fucking set her ablaze. Bacata. <laughs> <laughs> go go. Fuck you. There was little evidence linking Shari to the murder. In fact, the only evidence police had was an account from the only witness, Teresa Bassa. A year after Bassa's death, another worker at the same hospital, Remy Ch- Chua claimed she saw an operation of Basa hunting the lounge. Chua soon began to act uncharacteristically. Unchar- Wait, you said an apparition of Basa haunting the lounge. The lounge? Is that what you said? Huh. Yeah, the okay. lounge. She saw an apparition of Basa haunting the lounge. Yeah. Okay. Who saw this? Chua, worker. another worker okay. in the same hospital. Chua, you know Chua, man? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dog. You remember Chua? You might remember. All right. Chua soon became to act uh, uncharacteristically. She started singing songs she never knew and ro- roamed the halls as if in a trance. How do people know that she didn't know those songs? One evening, she came to her family <laughs> and spoke to them in Basa's voice, naming Shuri as her murderer. How did the family know? How, the, how sure does the enough, family know Basa's voice? Sure enough, when police investigated Shuri's home, they found they many Basa. of Basa's belongings. Uh, forcing Shori to confess. To this day, no one can explain how or why this happened to Remy Chua. So Chua went and talked to Basta's family. So that's why they recognized oh, Basta's okay, voice. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was just like, let me just yeah, go no, fucking not, meeting. Not her own family. Yeah, that would make like, no sense. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck does Chua's family no, know no. Basta's voice? Okay. No, she went to Basta's family and talked and... Uh, what was the other girl's in Basta's voice? And how real do you think this is, though? <laughs> My biggest concern is how did people know that she didn't know the song she was singing? Yeah, that's pretty funny. Because they probably told her you were singing this song, and she's probably like, "What she talking about?" But they didn't say that. They said that she was seen, or she was heard singing songs that she didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pretty stupid like piece of evidence. That's yeah. a weird way of wording it, but I think I understand. People heard her singing songs. They mentioned it later. She probably said she didn't. Yeah. Okay. No. That makes that makes a lot of sense, but. The way it's written, yeah. it, that makes sense. It's a fucking recap, bro. It's a recap. It's a list. Check I know, it. I know. Um, This one's a little whack. While living in England, 18-year-old Carissa Glenn began experiencing a strange ghostly uh, presence in her flat in Cornwall. This feeling wasn't helped by the rumor that the previous tenant hanged himself in, the, in that room. Carissa had a history of sleepwalking and acted out in her dreams. This was problematic because she kept dreaming about hanging herself since her move. Sure enough, after an evening of drinking, Carissa went to bed and never quite awoke. She was found hanging from the rafters by her scarf. Oh, that sucks. But she saw an apparition too, right? No, what? No. I could have sworn I heard that. No, you were too busy laughing. No, I was laughing because you said Cornwall. The way you said it was so fucking I thought she said her flat cornrows, and I was like, what? Because, because like, I, I thought she said her flat cornrows, because, you know, it's British, so they're talking about her apartment, and she said flat, and then she said cornrows. And I was like, flat cornrows? All right, give this story one more try. Yeah. Huh? Oh I want to see what's happening. Because she in London and corn, so she's a cornwall. <laughs> like, what? All right, let's, let's take it a little slower. Let, let's let's, let's pick at it. Cornwall. Wow. Her flat cornrows. 
Come on. While living in England, 18-year-old Carissa Glenn began experiencing a strange ghostly presence in her flat in Cornwall. This feeling wasn't... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's just the way you pronounce that I shit. I can't pronounce some shit. Fuck you. Cornwall. <laughs> I can't Cornwall! <laughs> I don't understand. It's just distress. Cornwall! <laughs> I think Podge's going a little crazy. This feeling wasn't helped by the rumor that the previous tenant hanged him hanged himself in that room. Carissa had a history of sleepwalking and acted out oh, her dreams. Okay. This was problematic because she kept dreaming about hanging herself in her room, in her move. Sure enough, after an evening of drinking, Carissa went to bed and never quite woke. She was found hanging from the rafters by her scarf. So you think she like hung him, uh, She hung herself when she was sleepwalking? Mm, that's their theory? theory. But yeah, those were paranormal. Cool. That was the paranormal stories. Now my serial killer update. Hold on, I'm still like on that real quick. Uh, so she was feeling a ghostly presence in her uh, flat already. Yes. So yeah. she was complaining about it for a while. And then Apparently. she found out that the previous tenant had uh, hung herself. Yeah. And she was having dreams about it. So yeah, that's pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Cornwall. Cornwall. I, I I need to figure out the way she says it because it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> Cornwall. Is she long? It's just it's like two O's, like Cornwall. Light, so it's Cornwall. <laughs> All right. Hope hopefully this person doesn't live in the same place. <laughs> this cornwall. serial killer of the week. All right. Let's see. What's what's your Halloween special serial killer of the week? It has nothing to do with Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. I just liked it. I found it. I'm like fuck it. Um. Because I, in one of my <laughs> creepy stories, I mentioned a serial killer because he technically killed enough people to be a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I feel fairly, I was like, fuck it. Are you done? No. <laughs> Just don't say Cornwall again. Don't say it. Just don't say it. <laughs> All right. What's what's the serial killer of the week? Just move on. Just go. He's just trying oh, to get it out of him. Just go. Just get it out. Just move on. I'm Cornwall. sure I'll, I'll fl- Cornwall. No, now you're Cornwall. saying it. You're not saying Cornwall. it right anymore. There you go. I broke it. Yeah. All right. Leonardo Sinasi... Fuck it. Leonardo... Can I see it? No. Leonardo, <laughs> a.k.a. Soap Maker. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah. This is on a list, and also list first. Ten evil psychopaths you probably don't know, and this is my, one of my favorites. My favorites. One of my favorites. Leonardo Cianciuli? Yeah, fuck you. You can't pronounce me. Leonardo... I tried. Leonardo was an Italian serial killer, better known as the soap maker of Correggio. She murdered three women in Correggio between 1939 and 1940 and turned their bodies into soap. Having been born the child of of, of a rape, she led a sad childhood with a hateful mother. She attempted... Suicide twice in 1914. She married a registry office clerk, Rafael Pansaridi, and moved to Lariano in at whatever. And she moved to Lariano. Their home was destroyed <coughs> by an earthquake in 1930, and they moved once more. This time to Correggio, when Leonardo opened a small shop and became very popular as a nice gentlewoman. In 1939, Sinciuli, sorry, that's her. Yeah, Sinciuli heard that her eldest son 
well, was to join the Italian army in preparation for World War II. He was drafted. Yeah, he was drafted. Kasupi was her favorite child, and she was determined to pr- protect him at all costs. She became to she came to the conclusion that his safety required human sacrifices. She mm-hmm. found her victim in three middle-aged women, all neighbors. After murdering her first victim with the axe, she got rid of the body in. Uh, uh, after murdering the victim with with an axe, she got rid of the body in this way. I threw the pieces into this is her quoting, but by the way, I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, then stirred the whole mixture into the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into so, uh, several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As the blood in the basin, I waited on as for the bu- blood in the basin, I waited until the it had con- congulated, coagulated, coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour. Sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of mar- margarine. Kneading, kneading all of the ingredients together, made a lot of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit. That's nice. Though, Gosupi and I also ate them. You know, her son that was going to get drafted and her also ate them. Since Louis' second victim was killed in exactly the same manner. Her final victim, op- opera, sing- opera singer Virginia Cassiopo, Virginia was killed in the same way, but with one twist. She ended up in a pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a, a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most uh, some most acceptable uh, creamy soap. I gave the bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. The woman was really sweet. Sienzululi was caught due to an eyewitness and found guilty of murder. She was sentenced to 30 years in jail where she died of a brain hemorrhage. I just think that, like, first of all, she's <clears> fucking <throat> insane because she's just like, the only way to stop Giuseppe from going to the army is to kill people. Well, I guess she thought, no, she thought that he would, she would keep him safe, like, when I guess when he went to war, if she did human sacrifices. Again. In, 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 his, in his safety. It's... Of course, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy, regardless. Kill, killing people for any reason is crazy. <laughs> the, but her logic was pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it was at least, weird. at least she was nice enough to give her acquaintances and neighbors things. Oh yeah, here, eat this person I murdered. <laughs> Why did she choose these people? Just at random? I think it was just at random. Okay. Hmm. So that's my serial killer of the day. Soap maker. What's her last name? Can I try to pronounce it? I think it's Siuli. Some sea shit. Serial killer of the day. What you doing today? Serial killer of the day. Which one? The one on top? Well, your phone's laggy as shit. How do you use this thing? It's not an iPhone, that's why. I have a lot of apps uh, appin. (laughs) I have a lot of tabs open. Her name name is Leonarda Ciancioli. Yeah. And she was from a soap maker from Correggio. Correggio. I thought in Italy, like, they pronounce these like J's because I think of Arpeggio. Correggio. I guess it's Correggio. I think. But yeah, uh, she was probably fucked up in the head because of the way she was raised and treated. Yeah, fuck but yeah. they said she was, uh, she was the daughter of a rape, rape of victim. A rape victim, yeah. Mm-hmm, so her mother hated her. Her mother, her mother hated her, and you don't know who the fuck was the father. It could have been another insane person, too. So, yeah. Genetic? Yeah. Genetic. Genetic, and she was raised like shit. It's crazy that she turned these fucking people into soap. And tea cakes. Yeah. The fuck's a tea cake, though? That's the biggest question. 
It's a cake. You, you, it's, it's just a, a little cake. A little it's, a, it's like little a little cake. dry cake you can eat yeah, while it, drinking. It's cake. not particularly sweet either. So it's a pastry. Yeah. Why is the bitch calling it a tea cake? It's I never heard of tea cake. Different. Why? Because it's not as sweet. It's, it's just it's, called it. It's called a cake. It's, it's like shortbread. It's a specific type of cake. Tea cake. Yeah. Never it's, heard of it. It's her. a cake served with tea. Why are we talking about this? Yeah, I don't know. That's the creepiest thing. Okay. So that's the end of Paco's Tacos. Paco's Tacos. Paco's no, Tacos. We don't have an ending fucking. I'm not doing it. You just got a load of Paco's Tacos. I'm not doing it. No. You gotta be like, fuck done. Like, fuck done. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that was this year's um, annual Halloween special. Halloween. I, n- I noticed that there's a lot of. There was a lot of real murders and yeah, a lot crimes. of real crimes. Well, Paco's obsessed with real crimes, so yeah. that was going to be there regardless. You happened to find real crimes, and so did I. So yeah. uh, But I found ones that really. Can I, can I add on to it? Because I forgot about a story that one of my friends shared on Facebook. Hi, Tiffy. So the sister of a friend of mine was cleaning out her garage and she found an ash-filled urn. She called the uh, crematorium, told them the name and number inscribed on, on said urn, and asked who this was. They said, ma'am, this person died four months ago. She's been living in that house for a year. Wait, what? So the sister of a friend of mine was cleaning out her garage and she found an ash-filled urn. She called the crematorium, told the, them the name and number in, in, inscribed on said urn, and asked who this was. They said, ma'am, this person died four months ago. She's been living there in that house for a year. So who put the urn there? She's been living in that house for yeah. a year. Okay. There you Pretty go. creepy. That's is cool. this a real story? Real story told by Facebook friends. So it's not real at all. <laughs> Anything and everything we talked about, you find at dropalones.com. You can follow us on Twitter at dropalonespc and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast or by searching dropalones productions on Facebook. You can follow me on the Instagram at dropalones and check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash dropalonesp. That's dropalones and the letter P. Also, don't forget to check out the BS Podcast Network. It's a cool network of podcasts that we're on. Started up by the Pure BS guys. We're also on three internet radio stations. The first one is the Mix Talk. You can find it at themixx.fm. We're played at Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're also on the Revere Radio. That's R E V E R E Radio Network.com. We're played at Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern. And lastly, we're on Cornucopia Radio. That's C O R N U C O P I A hyphen Radio. That's UK. We're played randomly once throughout the week. So hopefully, one day you happen to listen to us. And lastly, don't forget to check out our good buddy Lance Manning. He's an author blogger. He released a book basically last year called What You Don't Understand. It's free of charge on his website, L E N C E M A N I O N.com. LanceManning.com. And don't forget to check out my online store to get your spooky items and some cute stuff. It's on etsy.com slash shop slash ghouling around. Again, etsy.com slash shop slash ghouling around. Thanks, guy boys. Until next time. We love dropping loads. Happy Halloween. Cornwall. (laughs) Cornwall. You still can't say it the way she did. No, I can't, but I try. <laughs> I know that's going to be an opening line now. Cornwall. And I love you so. Love me tender. Love me true. Oh. Russians are scary. Hyung <laughs> Jong Song. Living la vida loca. Mexican food is the devil. She turns into like a, a two-year-old from Boston.
Hey everybody, it's the BS Podcast Network. I'm Ben Dorst. Devin Kraft. Did you know if you give us just $1 a month, you get an extra show? I did a William Shatner voice once on a bonus show. Were you more excited about being able to do your Shatner or Kirk Bean on Spock? You'll have to give us a dollar to find out. Patreon.com slash BS Podcast Network. <laughs>